was listening to a <clears throat> sorry I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day um, it was actually a, a previous recording done in 98 or something like that uh, of a, um, a debate on um, the um, Sola Scriptura it was between a Catholic apologist and a, and a um, evangelical apologist and at one point the evangelical apologist um, kind of lost it I have to have to say you Catholics you worship the dead and, and the uh, Catholic apologist didn't pick up on it or, or anything like that uh, and probably probably good thing because it would have been pretty polemical but he was the uh, the Protestant apologist was trying to show how how Catholics have traditions that aren't in the scriptures because they aren't in explicitly in the scriptures they can't be you know they're they're not biblical and and we're we're pagans for believing it however when you read today's first reading uh there's something that that is something of a head scratcher here because the jewish people in the book of sirach the the author is is praising and of course he's praising God for for them, but he's praising Elijah and Elisha. And did you catch that the last line of this reading, that Elisha in life he performed wonders, and after death, marvelous deeds. Hmm. How can somebody who's dead answer deeds? Because as we know, as Jesus Christ Himself says, the dead are not dead; the dead are alive in God. When, if you remember that passage uh, in, in the gospel where Jesus says that there is eternal life. Consider in the burning bush how God revealed himself as father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not father, the one God of who was, but the God who is. So they are alive. And so because they are alive in God, and hopefully we're united in God, we have a communion with them. We have a profound union with them. But that union is only as far as, not an awkward transition, as far as our own ability to forgive. I uh, have been doing a lot of contemplation, thinking, praying. Actually, the last two years, it started uh, two years ago this next week. Um, anniversary of my grandma's death, that's why I remember it. Anyway, but the, uh, the very nature of heaven the very nature of uh, heaven, that in heaven there will not be anyone who is unforgiving. There may be people who are unforgiven, like people on earth or people in hell, but not unforgiving. That this is the main thing of, well, not the main thing, but one of the one of the points that Jesus makes with the Our Father. Uh, which is why he highlights it, and Matthew records that. If you forgive others their transgressions, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. In heaven, there will not be anyone who holds any regrets against someone or any uh, revenge, any desire for revenge, any hatred, anything evil towards someone. I, I just can't get around that thought. And the more I think about that in these last, what is it? It feels like about 20 years since March of 2020. I think we should say it's March or 
June 2020 or 2040, something like that. Anyway, but uh, in the last few few weeks, really, since the George Floyd killing and, and now the, the revised racial tensions, I don't think we're as racially divided as the media makes us out to be, but there is racial problems that we have. But we have to remember that what is in heaven ought to be on earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it begins with each individual believer. It begins with us. Do we love each other? Do we forgive each other? Do we trust each other? Or when somebody loses our trust because of some sin, do, are we able to forgive them and say, mm, maybe I, for, for now, I need to have hold you to some consequences, but I still love you. I think that's what the Our Father calls us to. Today, Jesus teaches us to pray, not to worship the dead, of course, but to pray to God our Father, and we pray in communion with all the saints, the ones who have shown us this is a way, this is how we live a life of complete forgiveness.